King Kong ain't got nothing on him. Well, that's what people say. Hello, my name is Jason. I am the last manager of the last video store in the universe. And I'm not busy ranking movies. I go to the movie theater and I react to movies on my instant reactions as chosen and selected some of the time, most of the time, whenever I feel like it, by the patrons over at patreon.com slash binge movies who get these instant reactions even more instantaneously and oftentimes extended. You know what I mean? I just saw Godzilla minus one and I've got thoughts. Um, finally, uh, Steven Spielberg has directed a Godzilla movie. He did not direct this movie, but he might as well have because I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. Um, this is a prequel reboot, soft legacy sequel reboot, whatever of Godzilla. I am not crazy familiar with the. 38 39 Godzilla films proper. I'm only familiar with a handful of the uh the old-timey Godzilla movies, the original, the and the original US and of course the 98 US. There's Godzilla 2000, um Shin Godzilla and maybe a couple more, but I but but Godzilla is cultural osmosis. His figurines, statues, figures, action figures were everywhere. If you've never stepped on a Godzilla, then you weren't really alive in the nineties. Um, they were everywhere. He was on shirts. I mean, he is, he is probably, uh, without question, I would say the, the single most significant cross-cultural icon of all time. Well, I mean, technically I think that would be Jesus, but you understand what I mean as far as pop culture goes. Um, just an, I mean, the king of the monsters, the the OG kaiju. I mean, this he is Godzilla. So um, it just made all the sense of the world that they've just been Toho's been continuously kind of licensing him out and then getting him back and then making movies and whatever. And this film is takes place during uh, the Second World War and after the Second World War or towards the dying days of the Second World War a little bit after and um, is dealing with the creation of Godzilla, the ramifications of Godzilla and um, the attitudes and feelings of people in parts of Japan um, about the second world war in a very different way than any other incarnation of Godzilla that I am aware of. And the great thing about Godzilla from its origin in the original, its original film is that Godzilla, of course, has always been more or less a type of social commentary, sometimes more inadvertent than not, but oftentimes advertently, it is social commentary. It is, Godzilla is representative of something, and he is representative of something here in this movie that I cannot go into too much without it kind of... It wouldn't so much spoil the movie, but it would get your brain cells working, and then you might be able to outthink the movie. And I don't want you to have that experience. Um, for the first time in my life, Godzilla scared the shit out of me. Godzilla is scary as hell in this movie. So imagine a Spielbergian, especially as the film develops, 
and once you watch it, you'll know what I mean. Imagine a Spielbergian film that's kind of a mix of him when he was in his peak, when he was in his bag during the Amblin golden years, and also is a little bit of more modern Spielberg, a little bit more of those muted colors, fascination with drama and interpersonal relationships and um, Second World War. <laughs> um, and I, yes, I know that all those things are with him in his earlier career, but it's an interesting mix of both. It is an interesting mix of both a kind of muted tragedy and a um, rip-roaring in totally captivating, engrossing action film, action disaster spectacle movie done on a reasonable budget, given what they are, what they do in this movie with more than adequate special effects. In fact, I think in some areas, some really spectacular special effects. Um, and, and, and it all comes together to create a very unique movie. But the thing that mostly works about this film um, is number one, you have to get Godzilla right, depending on what kind of what is the commentary and how is Godzilla positioned? Is he just a force of nature? Is he the villain? Is he the hero? In this movie, he is the villain, more or less. And he is terrifying. He is absolutely terrifying in this movie. Um, the destruction that he wreaks in this film. And it's not just destruction porn because there's so much focus on the, the well-drawn human characters and the human drama of it all. When the destruction comes, we have a sense of who the, this community of survivors, those who survived the war, those who were already left to sort through the rubble of the second world war and um the the raids and the bombings and and uh, american policy american foreign policy and of course um japanese for uh, uh, uh domestic policy and wartime policy and the people caught in the fray the ordinary people the soldiers the 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 merchants the moms the dads the 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 the, the people left the people who either didn't serve in the war, weren't eligible to serve, or served and survived for one reason or another, are left to clean up the mess. And, and that is, um, boy, that's harrowing stuff, right? And then here comes Godzilla. <laughs> as a metaphor for all of that, as an extension of all of that, it just really works. And it's, it is a kind of an old-timey film it's very, very reminiscent of a lot of the American World War II bomber movies that influenced the film Bratz, Spielberg and Lucas in particular, but with a very modern Japanese lens on top of it or with, within it, really, within its core. And so it becomes very modern social commentary. I would not say that this is a subtle movie. I would say that this is a bit of a melodrama. It is... Uh, there's nothing subtle about Godzilla. I had the luxury of seeing it, this in a D box seat and every wave, every, just every time a warship was on, you know, on Japanese, um, waters, those, the, the freaking seats just rocking back and forth very gently. And then boom, 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 you know, you know, that's the Adams family, but you know what I mean? 
here comes Godzilla. And it's like, oh my gosh. The ability to create scale with this version of Godzilla, incredible, incredible. He, he has never felt bigger and he has never felt more dangerous. And you need that. I, I mean, oh gosh, I could get into my wrestling corner, but, but here's what you need. If Godzilla is going to be the monster heel, then you need an underdog baby face which is humanity, essentially the Japanese citizenry who have to try to come from underneath. And yet, because this, mo this movie has modern sensibilities, it, there's a price to be paid for heroism. We'll just put it like that. So, um, you know, it's a strong, it's a really strong movie. I, I, I would say um, I got to get to something uh, negative about the film. And that is anytime you have a movie that's 220, 230 plus, it, it becomes a little bit unwieldy. And so I am on, I got two minds about this. On the one hand, the first act is, uh, it opens very, very strong. But when we get into the character stuff, it kind of slows down. And then we have this like odd start and stop. And it's, almost an artistic decision because this is a light spoiler, but there's a character who survives a early uh, appearance of Godzilla and then time goes on, but their early experience of, of Godzilla is deeply scarring and the character cannot, can no longer differentiate between his waking life and his nightmares. The, the tragedy that he's experienced, the horrors that he's experienced, uh, with Godzilla in the war um, and um, his life. Like he can't differentiate. I don't say he can't differentiate reality, but he borderline cannot, he would be shell shocked is what you'd say, or he'd have survivor's guilt or PTSD in the modern parlance. Right. And so there's this weird kind of pacing issues where we focus on the, the, the human melodrama and which is fine, but then we sort of, slowly fade to black and then fade back in. And then there's more Godzilla activity and then that subsides. And then we're back into this domestic life of this guy. And it kind of just trades back and forth like that for about maybe a third or less of the film. And so I could make the argument that it is the pacing of the movie is representative of what is going on for this character where every time you, you know, his life is progressing the, the war comes back to haunt him in the form of Godzilla. I could make that case. I could also say, though, that the ends sort of justify the means. And this is the other hand. This is my other mind about it. Because I have to want the baby faces to beat Godzilla. Godzilla has to be scary. He has to be irredeemable. He has to be a villain worthy of, def of going to any length to defeat, to say, to get me on the side to rally for the sake of the human beings. And I think sometimes, especially for us in America who are catching a lot of these movies on cable and didn't really understand them. And they were kind of overdubbed and we were, we were getting a lot of the, I don't want to call them like junky ones, but we're getting a lot of the more junky slapsticky ones that were cheap to play on our TV. Godzilla was like at worst an anti-hero, you know, he was just sort of like, eh, whatever. And the, the point was you wanted to watch Godzilla 
topple over power lines and roar and blow his atomic breath and fight a monster. And that's very much kind of the ilk that the, um, the modern American, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Godzilla versus Kong empire of the Kongs or whatever, uh, the, the, those movies are kind of really much more of that ilk. There's a hole to the hollow earth from both sides of the planet. And you, King Kong can slide down it and within five seconds be in the planet's core, like where he has a throne, a Kong, Kong throne. I don't know. That's some goofy shit. Um, that's not what this movie is. So if that's not what this movie is, I actually have to give a shit about the people and I have to give a shit about the characters and I have to want to see them be victorious against all odds because I cannot overstate enough how massive this Godzilla is. He is incredibly massive uh, and terrifying. And the movie is successful at that because it spends that time developing the human dramas of several people because we spend time kind of going back and forth uneasily between the two threads of the film. By the end, they're intertwined and you see the tapestry. And so it makes sense and it works. So uh, that's all I really want to say about it. Uh, I don't want to go into any spoilers or extended thoughts about it. I would just recommend you see it on I, in IMAX if you can. I'd recommend if you've got D-Box, if the seat moves, get yourself in a seat that moves. I would say if you can go to the Sphere, if it's playing there, go see it in the freaking Sphere. See this in theaters. See it in the biggest, loudest theater you can. This movie is incredibly loud, and I still heard Taylor Swift through the wall. Shake it off. I heard shake it off. I heard a couple of, I don't know all of her music, so I heard like eh, one or two songs. I, I, a lot of people have had, have had that experience earlier in the fall. I did not have the experience. Um, but, I, but, but in my theater, we, we have the Taylor Swift um, Eras Tour still playing. And we've got Renaissance by Beyonce playing. I didn't pick up Renaissance this time, but I'm like, if those two movies are played at the same time, you're trying to watch like The Holiday? Isn't that what it's called? What's it called? Over the Break or Over the Holiday or whatever? You're fucked. Like you're not. You're not gonna be able to hear this. These the witty repartee of of Paul Giamatti. You're not gonna be able to hear it. You're gonna be hearing "Shake It Off." So, uh, letterbox scale for instant reactions, which means out of five stars, I can give halves, but not quarters. Uh, four stars. I really want to give it like four and a half. It's probably gonna make my best of the end of the year list. Um, this has been. I wouldn't say that 2023 has been a bad year for movies. I think it's been a bad year for superhero movies. I think it's been a bad year for horror movies. Both low budget and high budget, like the shutter stuff this year has been real bad. And I would say it's been bad like the last two years. That's my opinion. And that's maybe why they've stopped sending me screeners. <laughs> but uh, I've been very public about that. But um, or not as many, I should say. Um, but a lot of foreign movies, I don't want to say, Hey, Americans can't make cars and we can't make stereos. And we also can't make movies anymore. It's starting to feel that way. It's starting to feel like if you want what we used to be able to deliver children are used to, we used to be a proper country, as they say the, about on any given week in America, you used to be able to go to a movie theater 
You'd see a movie, you'd laugh, you'd cry, you'd be scared. You'd feel something, you'd be rooting for the good guys. This would be all in the same movie, by the way. There'd be love and romance, your heart would swell, your eyes would, would well up with tears. Your dad would be trying to choke down his tears. Your mom would be gripping your dad's hand. Your little brother would be crying. Your sister would be swooning over some teen heartthrob. Uh, and uh, the movie would end, and everybody would applaud. Everybody would applaud. And it's not live theater, so there's no, nobody there to receive the applause, but you would applaud anyways because we were making a community-based decision that this was a worthwhile entertainment. And then you would leave. And you go, I can't wait to watch that again. And you'd either decide to go to the movie theater again to see it, or you'd wait for home video. And if it was really good after a rental, you'd probably buy it. I mean, if it was really, really, really good, you just buy, you buy it straight away and put your name on a wait list to be able to get that uh, VHS copy or DVD copy. And that carried through. That period of time was called the 90s. And it wasn't the best time to be alive, but it was sure as a hell a lot better than now. I know that makes me sound old. There's a lot of things about today that are better, but movie culture isn't one of them in the United States. We took it for granted that we used to be able to, every week was an event, just going to see the latest Adam Sandler movie was felt like event, eventized cinema because it was a part of this thing called monoculture, which the internet destroyed, but it also brought us together. So I don't know. Maybe it did its work. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's give it a four star out of five. That's the end of my ramblings. Go check out Godzilla minus zero. Everybody's already told you to do it. This is coming out a week later on the main feed. You could have heard this a week ago. If you're a Patreon member over at patreon.com slash binge movies, you also would have been able to join us for a murder mystery, a film noir murder mystery, where we got clues together and tried to solve the mystery of who killed who on the studio lot back in yesteryear. See, you're missing out on all kind of lovely stuff. Shame on you. All right, till next time. Binge on.